Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shape the Culture's weekly podcast where every week it is our goal, our aim, our mission to deliver to you, the people, a creative, authentic, expiring message straight to you every Monday morning is when we release these messages. So thank you once again for tuning in. Here we are. Last week, we wrapped up our series um, to start off the new year, which was titled Solid Foundation. So we started that series late in December, brought it into the new year because we thought that it was very important to start off the new year that we really speak on having a solid foundation, what that looks like, building on top of that solid foundation and really preparing us to conquer the trials and tribulations, the obstacles, and achieve those goals that we all want to achieve in this coming year of 2020. Um, so that was really an interesting series, and I and I appreciate everybody who tuned into that series so much. Um, I got a, a lot of good constructive criticism, a lot of good feedback, re- reviews, and ratings about that series. So I'm very happy that that series was able to touch some of your lives and help you start this year off on like how we talked about that rock, that rocky solid foundation. Um, so moving forward, we are going to be beginning a new series this week and this series will be titled a dream deferred um but before i get into what this series will entail i want to say to all my first time listeners if this is your first time listening tuning in to the shape the culture podcast thank you so much for tuning in thank you for giving us a chance however you found your way here whether it was through a friend a colleague a family member a loved one whether you saw someone post it on social media and you decided to check it out Thank you so much for tuning in, giving us a listen. I hope you enjoy your time here. Our goal every week when people listen is that they take something from what they listen to, that they hear something that speaks to them, something that they can meditate on throughout the week, throughout the month, and maybe even throughout their entire life. And we hope that you continue to listen so you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast provider you use. We are on there as Shape the Culture. You can also go to shapetheculture.org and find all of our links to all the podcast services that we are on and subscribe through there as well. If you are a continuing listener, I want to say thank you so much for continuing to listen. Thank you so much for continuing to check us out. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm so glad that you've been on this journey with us as we enter year two of this podcast in 2020. Um you know, it's my belief that I think we just keep learning and growing with each other. You know, we, we follow the model of each one, teach one. So as we continue to learn lessons through life, continue to go through things, we believe that it is our responsibility to share that with the people, share our lessons, and see how we're all kind of going through common experiences. And if not common experiences, then at least learning some of the same life principles and same life lessons that are reiterated to us. And so, like I said, this week we will be getting, we'll be beginning a new series titled A Dream Deferred. And this series is going to take us to the Old Testament. Um, and we're going to be in the book of First Chronicles. And we're going to be looking at the story of David and the temple. And so King David, after he took over the kingdom of Israel, he became their leader, their ruler. And he was anointed by God. And the story is about him wanting to build the temple and what happened with that. And so we're going to dive into that for a few weeks, review the same story and take out some principles of that and really look at what happens when a dream is deferred, a dream is put on hold, or even when sometimes you feel like the spirit of God is telling you no to your dreams. 
And so I'm going to be reading from 1 Chronicles chapter 28, and I'm going to be going from verse 1 all the way down to verse 7. And they read like this. David summoned all the officials of Israel to assemble at Jerusalem. The officers over the tribes, the commanders of the divisions in the service of the king, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, and the officials in charge of all the property and livestock belonging to the king and his sons, together with the palace officials, the warriors, and all the brave fighting men. King David rose to his feet and said, Listen to me, my fellow Israelites, my people. I had it in my heart to build a house as a place of rest for the ark of the convenient covenant of the Lord God for the footstool of our God, and I made plans to build it. But God said to me, you are not to build a house for my name because you are a warrior and have shed blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, chose me for my whole family to be king over Israel forever. He chose Judah as leader from the tribe of Judah. He chose my family and from my father's sons. He was pleased to make me king over all Israel. Of all my sons, and the Lord has given me many, he has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. He said to me, Solomon, your son is the one who will build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son and I will be his father. I will establish his kingdom forever if he is unswerving and carrying out my commands and laws as is being done at this time. So, like I said, we're talking about the story of David wanting to build the temple, but then having to hand down the responsibility to his son Solomon. And, and when I first read this story and started researching it, it was very interesting, interesting to me because I believe that this story has a lot to teach us about discernment and clarity in such a small snapshot. Like it's kind of a small story. But I think it carries so much. And one of the things we have to learn to do throughout life that I think troubles us our entire life, it's not an easy thing to do at all, is to follow the path that is for us. Like we spend a lot of our time in life, even when we believe we found our path, you know, debating like, okay, is this really what I'm meant to do or is there something else? And am I going to jump to something else soon or am I really going to stay and do this forever? And while I don't believe that everything is predestined, I do believe that deep down we have this urge, this desire to discover who we are and that we have the answers actually living inside of us. So I feel like a lot of that time we are searching, the answers are truly inside of us. And I think that's where discernment and clarity comes from. Where we may be led astray is that when we start trying to run away from, like I said, who we are internally and put on this facade or we put on this big search in the external world. We feel like all the answers are out there. But one of the things that jumped out to me is that one of the first things David says is that he had it in his heart. And that stood out to me because we're often told to follow our heart. Like that's something I feel like we hear young. It's in all the movies, you know, even in, you know, interviews and people talking, you know, people say, follow your heart. And we're made to believe that the heart deserves what the heart wants. We insist that if it has been placed in our hearts, then it has been automatically given to us by God. But as I kept reading that passage, I began to think about how limiting that ideal of God is, like that only God, that it, only if we feel it in our heart, then that must be God. 
I believe that we do ourselves a disservice by limiting God to the scope of our heart. We ignore that we are three-dimensional beings. We live in a balance of having our mind, our heart, and our spirit. And so even though our heart is a huge aspect of our lives and our heart often does help us with our discernment and clarity, if we left every decision up to our hearts, we have to realize that the results would not be good because I do believe that our heart pulls towards progress. Our heart wants to contribute to the well-being of humanity and your heart will more than likely be the part of you pulling you towards love and compassion. For David, this was true. In his heart of hearts, he knew that building a temple for God would bless the people. It would bring them grace and favor while also providing a space for them to worship freely. But we have to be humble enough to accept that the heart doesn't always get what the heart desires because even when the heart is pulling us towards a good thing with good intentions, we have to be able to use our mind and our spirit to further clarify our discernment. Because sometimes the heart can be idealistic. Like I said, the heart is always going to pull you towards progress, pull you towards, you know, that wholeness, that goodness. But sometimes there's something else that we have to do. And then sometimes even if we have good intentions, how we talked about before during the last series, we have good intentions. That's just not the work that we are called to do. And we see that in this story, it's illustrated so well that David had to be willing to acknowledge that. Yes, my heart is set on building this temple. This is what I want to do. But there is something inside my spirit, something deep inside that I can feel that something else is being said to me, that I'm, I'm being called to something else. And sometimes that choice between the narrow path and the wide path is making the decision that doesn't always align with what we want. Sometimes we have to make the choice that is better for others and, and just ultimately better for progress. And it's not that God rejected David, which is sometimes I think how we're inclined to read those verses and even sometimes how we're inclined to read when I feel like the spirit of God is talking to us or something inside of us is telling us, no, you know, we read it as rejection. We might read it as fear and we're like, okay, wait, no, that means I actually really need to go do it. You know, we see it as rejection. We see it as God telling David, because you are a man of war, there's no way I could allow you to build my temple. And we do that with ourselves, right? We start thinking, well, because of my past, because of my previous experience, our lack of experience, you know, because of my lack of information or knowledge in the subject area, I can't do this. Or, you know, there's no way that I would allow, be allowed to be successful in this. But it's not always that because as I continue to reread and reflect on those verses, I understood it to be acknowledgement and acceptance more than rejection. David's spirit accepted that his path was his path. Like he had already done everything that he needed to do. David was called to be the man that he was. Just because God said that he was a man of war, he didn't condemn him. He didn't say that is a bad thing. He just acknowledged that's who you are. That is who I called you to be. It was his path to build up the kingdom of God in the way that he did. It was his calling to be the leader, to assemble the leaders, assemble the troops, and assemble all the people. That was part of his process. He was bringing people together. He was bringing all these territories and foreign nations together. That was his part of the process. And that's when awareness has to kick in, when we attempt to align ourselves with our path. We have to be willing to accept 
our role, then we have to be able to play it well and then make sure we see it through to the end. By beginning to build the temple, David actually would have distracted himself from his actual purpose. God wasn't telling David, no, he was telling David that you have fulfilled what I have placed inside of you. Now, let me show you how your work has contributed to the future. Humble awareness allows us to do the work that we might not see the results for. As we continue to live and grow each day, we may never really fully realize the impact we are having. We have an influence on the people around us, those who may watch from a distance, and honestly, those people who will learn about our journey after we move forward, after we've done what we've had to do and we go and do something else, people will come and like I said, see those footprints and be like, oh, this is what they did. This They kind of prepared the, the way for me. In the midst of our trials and tribulations and daily walks of life, we have to acknowledge that something bigger is being done. Our work is just one small piece to the gigantic puzzle that makes up humanity. We're all working to contribute to society in some way, like I said, to push our people forward. And I believe David was able to find peace in God's dismissal of his want to build the temple because he understood that it it was his work that, that would even make building the temple possible. David didn't get hung up on who got the credit. As long as progress was being made and the good work was being done, David was content. And we can learn from this as we move forward from building our solid foundation to walking out God's plan. Because I believe a lot of times in our life, we will have those moments where, you know, our dreams are deferred, our dreams are put on hold, they might be delayed, or sometimes they might just be shut down for something else. And we have to be able to work through that. And like I said, have that discernment and clarity to say, okay, maybe that wasn't for me. Let me continue on this path that I'm on. And let me continue to find out, okay, what else am I supposed to do? Or how am I made to contribute to this in this way? So I'm excited for us to continue to get into the story of David and the temple because this was just the beginning where David, you know, acknowledged that I had these plans set in my heart, but, you know, God told me something else. And I love this illustration of humble awareness of where he was humble enough to say, okay, you know what, since I feel it in my spirit that I'm not, that I shouldn't do this, let me go ahead and not. And then he was aware enough to say, okay, actually, you know, further seeking out some clarity because I really do want to build this temple, but let me seek out some more awareness, some clarity. Okay. I see that is my son, Solomon. And so now we're going to see that once he acknowledged that it was Solomon who was meant to build this temple next week, we're going to talk about how David still, the story is centered on David, how he was able to take his work and contribute to Solomon's progress. So thank you once again for tuning in to shape the coach's weekly message. Like I said, every week it is our mission to deliver a message that is creative, authentic, and inspiring. I hope you found something that you can meditate on throughout the week as you listen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys next week. I love you all.